do you know the real reason why your customer wants to buy your solution? Let's talk about that today. Do you desire a competitive advantage delivered weekly that will help propel you into the next level of your sales career? Then you have found the right place. Welcome to the Win the Deal Show, a B2B sales podcast for sales professionals like you that want to discover ways to improve your strategy, communication and negotiation techniques, and ultimately win more deals. Get ready to accelerate your sales growth. Now, here's your host, Tim Barnaby. Hello and welcome to the Win the Deal Show podcast. I am your host, Tim Barnaby, and welcome back to another episode. This week, I've been thinking about the question, why? It is a very important question and one that is underrated to a certain degree when we are using it in our discovery conversations and even our presentations. And the reason it's underrated is because we don't use it effectively. There is a better way in which to use our why, what I would call a qualified why, as to the reason that your prospective customer is interested or would like to buy your solution. So today, I want to walk through what I believe are the five key characteristics of what you need to uncover through your conversations to come up with the qualified why as to the reason your customer wants to buy from you. Before we get started, make sure you take the opportunity to grab my free guide to telling better sales stories, the five must-haves to turn your sales story into a success. It's specifically for B2B sales professionals, and it outlines the easy, straightforward story selling strategies that I and my clients use to hone their most important asset. When used effectively, this will make you one step ahead to winning more deals. If you want to make an impact on your sales, go to timbarnaby.com slash story and grab a copy of the five must-haves. This concept of a qualified why is something that I've been thinking about as I've been reflecting this week on some LinkedIn posts and some of the books I've been reading. And it really comes from uh, Keenan's book, Gap Selling, where he has the four characteristics of a qualified opportunity. And he describes those as, do I know that the prospect has a problem? Does the prospect agree that this is a problem that they want to solve? Do they actually want to solve it? And do they want to go on the journey with me or us as an organization in which to solve the problem? And if you can answer all of those questions, you have a qualified opportunity that can move through your pipeline. It got me thinking about the, the questioning that he uses in the discovery and how he's taught it and, and also the way in which we as professional sellers are t uh, having conversations, especially in the discovery phase. And this whole notion of why. Why does some organization want to buy our solution, our products, our services to help them in their business? Now, why is an interesting question. Why is a question just unto itself, but we'll ask it a little bit more in depth when we want to learn a little bit more. It's a probing question for insights where we want to get a little bit more characteristics around 
the literal and physical facts of what is happening in our prospects world. This is something where if we get it wrong, we're just gonna be seen as a commodity because we're really not uncovering anything more than a surface level issue. So for example, we have been getting a lot of late deliveries and therefore we're looking to change suppliers and that's enough of a why perhaps for somebody to say, oh, okay, great. We, we have on-time delivery all the time. We have a 99.98% on-time delivery with all of our customers right now. So great, let's, let's set you up from there. Is there an underlying issue as to why deliveries are being late? Are orders being placed late? Are orders being placed inaccurately? Are orders being placed by multiple channels? Are orders that were originally planned to be once a week or once every couple of days turned into 5, 10, 20 a day or an hour that it's overloading the system? There are multiple reasons why this issue is at hand. And it could be both on the current incumbent or the customer. We don't know that unless we dive in and ask more questions around the why and get a more positive sense, let's say, of what the real issue is and how we could potentially help them overcome it. That's where I started thinking about this qualified why. It's not enough just to ask the question once, perhaps even twice or three times. There's likely a, a five why minimum that we need to ask to get to the real heart of the matter, the real meat on the bone, the real, what is the, the real reason as to why this potential customer is seeking an alternate solution to what they already have today. And so I came up with what I think are five key characteristics of what we could consider a qualified why that will help us get a better understanding as to how we could uncover more details in our sales conversations, whether that's in the discovery or presentation, perhaps even in the negotiation phase. And if we think about it in that sense of, we want to know more detail as to the ask. So the ask in a discovery might just be, can you show me a little bit about your solution? Because I've done some research and I'm interested in knowing more. And we can go five wise deep on that. Or in the presentation phase, you did a demo for us on this element of your software and we're interested um, in only buying you know, 100 licenses. But if we dive in a little bit more on the why on that, it's not just because we wanna know why only 100 when we'd like to sell a lot more, but are they the right 100 people and is it the right configuration of the tool that's being provided to them? And is it really of benefit to sell them 100 if they really only need 50 or 25? Even though that might mean a lot less revenue for us what's right for the customer. And again, when you think about a, a negotiation phase, you know, what is the underlying reason for the why as to why they are so stuck on certain terms and conditions? So for example, there are large enterprise organizations who now, because of their size, demand that payment terms be greater than 30 days. They're pushing 60 days. Some are even well at the 90 or 120 days. And that's a solid negotiation point. That the why may only be a 
Why? Because there is a, a cash flow problem within the organization. They're profitable. They've got good revenue, but it's still a cash flow issue for them with their customers. So we need to understand that and what the ramifications are for offering that as a, a, a negotiation point on their part and what it means to you and your organization for having to fund for that period of time. Can you afford to do it? Uh, if not, you know, how does that affect pricing? How does it affect other terms and conditions? How does it affect the overall deal and value? You know, there are many whys other than there's a policy and we have to follow through with it that we can get into what the root cause is. And if there is an opportunity to alleviate it through our product or solution, then why not have a discussion at that level? Let's go through what I believe are the five characteristics of the why question that we want to uncover to help us better understand what may be driving some of the conversation. The first why is to identify a root cause. And this goes along what I've been alluding to through the initial part of this conversation. There is a surface level issue that is identified when we're prospecting, when we've been asked to come in and be a part of an RFP, when we are doing some discovery on our own and then asked to come in to have a meeting and talk a little bit about what we do. And there's only a surface level of information that we will be given. Uh, and unless we dive in a little bit further, we won't get to the root cause of what the issue is. If I think about the market that I serve with sales training, sure, we can have a, a conversation around sales training and I can leave it at, do your sales representatives need some training? Absolutely, they're not performing very well. And if I left it at that, great, I've got sales training. Let me you know, talk to you a little bit about that. But if I were to dive in a little bit further, you know, why is it that you believe that sales training is the issue here? Are, is there a performance issue with regards to how they are keeping up with their calendar? Is there an issue with how they're driving pipeline? Is it uh, in the demo phase that you see them uh, struggling with? Or is it in the final negotiations? Like where, where is the training that you feel that you need to have addressed? Because training can be on many different elements. And without getting further in the root cause of what is driving the need, it would be wrong of me as a business owner, as a professional seller to just take the first why as to the reason and not go in and find out really what's causing the bigger issue here and make the recommendation appropriately as to whether or not I'm even the right fit for the type of training that they need and whether or not that makes sense for me to even be a part of the conversation further from that. Uncovering the root cause is a really important one because it's gonna give you a lot more insight in terms of helping you prepare to what type of product or solution you would be willing to offer based on that cause and whether or not it even makes sense to have your organization fit in with them as being the right solution for them to take on. The second item is what I call uh, uncovering hidden truths. And this is something that uh, I characterize it as the give me a ride issue. Now, uh, if you were 
to call up a taxi cab and ask them to pick you up and drop you off in the middle of nowhere. Even though the taxi cab might think it's a little strange to drop you off in the middle of nowhere, uh, they would likely do it. They, you know, they pick up people and drop them off at locations all the time. If it's your best friend, if your best friend were to call you up and say, hey, would you pick me up and drop me off in the middle of a field? You're likely going to do it. But before you do, you might ask a few more questions. Uh, is there a particular reason that you're going to this area? Do you plan to be there very long? Is this something I need to stick around with? Are, is there any danger for you? This is an unusual request. We haven't had you ask something like this of me before. Maybe there's something that you want to talk to me about. Maybe there's something I can help you with. Is there any other reasons as to why you're going to be there? What's your exit plan? If what for whatever reason you're going out into this field and not asking me to drive you back, that you might need me to come pick you up later. You know, all these kinds of questions that can go a little bit further is what you want to consider. Like, are, are you acting like the taxi cab where just somebody asked you to take you somewhere and you took it like an order, treated it like a commodity and you did it? Or are you treating it like it's your best friend who wants you to drop you off in the middle of the field? And now you might have a few more concerns as to why that friend wants you to do that. So think of it in that friend standpoint of, you know, what uncover, what other truths are there? And as I said, it could be something that they are aware of, the customer, or they may not be aware of. So there are different layers, different levels as to why this might be happening, why they may have a problem that you're trying to help them work through. And through that probing, asking why question to get them to open up a little bit more, there may be areas where they're not really sure, you know, especially if we start putting out scenarios, you know, is the reason why you're doing this because of X, because of Y? Have you seen the trending in this area and this is what's prompting it? Did you read the article in the newspaper that uh, was specifically talking to something along the lines of this issue, which may or may not apply to your industry. And is that part perhaps the reason why? Again, just trying to get a little more sense of what the real truth is behind the reason as to what they are considering so that we can be a, a lot more clear of why we make the recommendation for making a change. There is no reason to make a recommendation to work with us unless we really and truly know the reasons why. And uncovering the truths will help us to uncover that, to get to that level of being more the friend than the taxi cab and being a lot further in the conversation for that reason. The third characteristic is similar. It's gaining a deeper understanding of their business. Once again, we're looking not to be intrusive. We're not trying to take over. The, the business, we are really and truly trying to get a, a good sense of what the real current state of play is today and what that future state is going to look like. Asking further questions will get us further along with regards to understanding truly what their business is. There's a front face to their business that we can uncover and be aware of through the website or white papers or what they post as a, an about section on their web, uh, on their LinkedIn profile. 
And then there is the, what's going on internally within the organization? Can you put me beside you in the cubicle and let me know what, what is it that you're hearing? What are some of the, the rumblings going on that would give, you a, give me a better sense as to why this is so urgent? Why this is something that is top of mind? Why this is something that if we don't get it done in the next three months, six months, one year, whatever, uh, you believe that catastrophic air issues are going to happen. You know, there, there's usually a deeper meaning to why people are asking questions. And unless you are willing to have the more open and direct conversation with that why component, you'll never really get the real reason as to why this is something that they want to consider. The fourth characteristic is around building trust and rapport. And this is truly important. This is uh, one phase of our conversation that we want to make sure that we're not being the person who has just got a whole lot of questions and they're probing me like the, you know, the police, the FBI, you know, uh, interrogator, whatever you think of when you somebody hammers you with lots of different questions. It's asking in a way that coming back to my best friend example, if my best friend were to ask me to do something out of the blue, I'm going to ask him some questions just so that he understands, look, I'm willing to help you and I'll do whatever it is that you need. I just need to really get a better sense as to where this is coming from. And if there is something more that I can do to help you, because maybe you're looking at it through a lens that isn't quite right. And maybe if I change the lens, change the perspective, add some color, add some additional context that perhaps you're not thinking about, then this might be a different solution that you may need. It might, or it could be the right solution, but just scaled differently. Or you might be thinking about it in one way, and that way, while it might work for some organizations, actually won't work for yours because of the configuration of your system or because of the integration that's planned to be, take place or because of uh, different modules that you're, you're considering that are gonna be sunsetted in the next six months, you know, whatever, whatever reasons there are. Building a trust, building that I can tell you what's going on at my organization and be open and honest with you about it, but I need you to be open and honest back with me. And, and being able to ask the questions in a way where there's good back and forth rapport to the level that you get that sense of this is not a sleazy salesperson who's just looking to make some commission from me. They truly want to know that I'm being cared for. I'm going to get what I need and nothing more. They're not going to add bells and whistles just because that helps them make more commission, let's say. They really want to be that friend in the relationship and treat it that way. Treat it as a, we're, we're colleagues, we're professionals, and we don't need to become best friends, but we treat each other like friends. We are able to open up the dialogue in a way where I need to tell you, you know, why we will go with forward with you. And I need to give you the real reason, not the canned reason I was told to give you. <laughs> or we need to do something, but it, it might not be the right time to do something. You, you, can't, you would know that you're getting more detail from your prospective customer 
when they want to have conversations with you and it's difficult to do it because now we are on a different playing field. We're on a different level with our relationship. We're at that stage where if I was to have a heart to heart with my friend, there are certain things that he would know <laughs> if I was having difficulty explaining to him because we're so close, I wouldn't necessarily want to share something with him, but I want to share something. And this would be different from a stranger who I could easily look to them and say, no, I don't need to have the conversation with you or make up a story or whatever. Because, you know, again, when you get to be close with your, when you have people who you know and trust, you can look them in the eye and you can know if they're telling you the truth or not. So building that rapport and trust is so important. And being able to have the conversation in that way where you can go deeper uh, allows for you to do that. Finally, it's potential objections can be alleviated. Asking the whys, again, uncovers more information that perhaps they are not willing to address all in one conversation. And this is always something that one question can lead to another. You can end up going down many different rabbit holes. And when that happens, of course, you got to watch your time. You got to watch who you're, who we're speaking with, whether or not it makes sense to have certain levels of conversations in, in certain times. But uh, you're also going to get information that perhaps you wouldn't have before, which could come up later on. So if I think about, you know, integrations, they may know that they're going through a conversion from one system to another and that they need to be ready for when that happens. So, you know, having a, a deeper why and a sense of why that happens can let you know whether or not, hey, if that's something that is important to them and we're not ready for that, we can be open and honest about it now. You know, yes, we can sell you a solution, but if you're going to be changing systems in six months and you need a different integration component that we don't necessarily uh, make ourselves compatible with, then we would want to know that now versus six months from now when we get to that point and all of a sudden, sorry, now, now things don't work and now we, we have to look for alternatives or workarounds or something that doesn't make sense. So we can address that at that time. Maybe it makes sense to delay a project or maybe it makes sense to look for an alternative solution if that's the right way that makes sense. Again, depends on timing, depends on many different factors. But having a conversation that gets the, that prospective customer to open up more and to discuss more with us and provide us with more insight that they may not always be willing to do, but when we get them into a rapport building way and we're more friendly and open, then they are more than likely willing to open up more to us. And with that added information, it helps us alleviate any issues or concerns from potential objections that could happen in the future and allows us to address it now in the present than somewhere later down the road, which could also end up hurting negotiations. It, if you think under the premise of one area and then things change, your negotiations can also change. So why not address it up front? And why not build it into the scope up front rather than doing amendments and changes all the time? Are changes gonna happen? Sure. But as much as we can uncover the details up front and be ready for them, and work through any of those objections and concerns before they happen or before we're too far into the project and then it becomes problematic to make any further changes, 
it's better to uncover it than at that point in time. So those are my five whys. Those are my five characteristics that I think are why you need to go deeper with it. I want you to consider that this is not an exercise of just asking one question and then why, 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 why? <laughs> it's not meant to be that way. There are different ways in which we can ask the question, why? Can you tell me more? Can you provide rationale as to what this means to you? What led you to this decision? What led you to this conclusion? What led you to make this recommendation? Can you elaborate more on what you've just said? Help me understand. These are all variations of the why. And once you're in the conversation, you'll find the right rhythm of which to ask them. But I would encourage you to think of those qualified why reasons, the true characteristics as to what you are truly trying to seek out. Once you have been able to have a clear current state and you know what the future state is of the business, that's gonna help you move forward with closing more deals. You can only do that if you have a true qualified why from the business themselves. They truly need to share this level of detail with you. And by going those five why deep to uncover these different areas as to the rationale for them making the decision of potentially using you and your business for a solution to help them in their business will make your deal go further and will increase the likelihood that you will close a deal because you truly know what a future state looks like and their rationale as to why they need to get there, their intrinsic motivation, if you will, uh, as to the real core reason of what it means to have a solution embedded into their business and truly push them into the next level that will help make their business more successful. Make sure that you qualify your whys and you get to the real heart of why you should be working with your customer. Leaders are readers. Want to become the next leader for your team? Let's check out what Tim is reading this week. This week, we have a new book recommendation. It is Uncopyable Sales Secrets, How to Create an Unfair Advantage and Outsell Your Competition by Kay Miller. I discovered this book through a podcast, the Social Selling Podcast, and they had Kay on as a guest, and it was on my list to read, so I, I did pick it up this week. Kay is a fascinating sales professional. She's a leader in her industry. The book is interesting from the standpoint that it's not a book where you would pick it up and read it and get all the secrets that are going to help you drive your direct mail and help you with how you negotiate and help you you know, say the right thing in the right time that will get you the next closed deal. That's not at all what Kay does. Kay is a great storyteller. And through her storytelling, she shares with you some of the secrets of what has worked for her and the reasons why sales were made in the industries in which she worked in and the people that she surrounds herself with because of how she handles herself 
and how she moves her sales forward in the ways in which she does. It's a book that has interesting aspects of sales. And yet what's interesting about the uncopyable sales secrets is that in my opinion, there's not one big gigantic secret in anything within the book. The book actually has a lot of known secrets. Uncopyable means doing them differently. So for example, she talks about direct mail and how it's important, but a personalized note will go a lot further. And that's not new. Well, I've seen that written by multiple people, but it's done in her way, in her tone, in her context, uh, through the stories in which she shares uh, of how she goes about doing it. So can you take ideas from this book and apply it in your organization? I believe you can. And I believe that it's such an easy read. Like you could read this easily within a day, but it would allow you to take it that little bits of pieces of information and say, I could apply this in this area. Might not be able to apply this, but I know that I can pass that on to somebody else who I know may be struggling. So there's a lot of good takeaways that Kay has packed into this really easy to read book that I think that you will enjoy. And so I would highly recommend if you get the opportunity to go out, pick up a copy of Kay's book. And I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but if you've listened this far, I want to offer you an opportunity to get this book, this actual copy. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at this, my bookshelf is packed with books. I cannot fit another one on. And I know there are more books to read. And while I appreciate Kay and the book that she's written, I want to pay it forward and I want to give it to one of my podcast listeners. So here's the challenge for you. If you're willing, I only have one. So it's for the first person who sends an email to me at tim at timbarnaby.com and in the subject line, write uncopyable book. And the first person that sends me that and then I acknowledge, we'll connect and we'll get your address and I will mail this book out to you. And again, it's not because I didn't like the book. I absolutely love the book. I just need more shelf space so that I can buy more books. And this is likely something that I'm also gonna do on future podcasts when I feature a sales book that I've really enjoyed, but that I need more shelf, on, <laughs> more room on the shelf to fit more books. I'm going to be giving away my books. So here's your chance to get a copy of Uncopyable Sales Secrets. Send me the email, put Uncopyable Book in the subject line. And if you're first, I'm going to mail this to you. That's it for this week's episode. If you got value from it, I would so appreciate it if you hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you currently are listening to this with. And if you really and truly enjoy the podcast, if this is something that is resonating with you and you think that there are other sales professionals who could get value from this, please leave us a rating and a review. It would really help boost it in the feed and get people to be aware that there are people who are enjoying the podcast and any bit that you could help promote us, we would really and truly appreciate. We've now passed more than 10 episodes and there's plenty more to come in the weeks coming up. Uh, I've got lots of different topics that I want to share on and 
more books that I might or may not be giving away. So please stick with us. I would really appreciate it. I really do think of you when I'm not recording the podcast and what information that I can share and in what context. I hope there was some of that in today's episode. So for now, I want you to take that qualified why premise, put it into practice and share some feedback in terms of what you it does for you. If it helps you move sales forward, if it helps you build a better rapport with your potential customers in the future, if you got your next big deal because of it, because you uncovered something, I'd love to hear it. Send me an email, tim at timbarnaby.com and share some insights. I would love to hear that. Until next week, go out, make your sales a success, and as always, win the deal. Thank you for listening to the Win the Deal Show. What action will you take away and implement? We would love it if you would leave a rating and review in order to help others like you find this show. And remember to subscribe so that you will be the first to hear the latest episode. Check out all our episodes at winthedealshow.com. Thank you for listening. Now, go out, take massive action, and win the deal.